G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. The driver's seat. Stevie Johnson's going to fight him all the way up to the line. Who'll get there first? Kelly, I reckon no Johnson got it. This is going to be Molly Taylor winning the first ever Extreme EX3. She crosses the line. She has done a fabulous job and no wonder she is smiling. The driver's seat. It's McLaren and Ricardo. The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. It is like counting down towards Christmas here on The Driver's Seat. The season opener ain't too far away. My name is Nimsis, all joined as always by Stephen Johnson and Matthew McKeldin. Boys, uh, do you feel like a kid at Christmas? Oh. Uh, well, do I feel like a kid at Christmas? Uh, I feel like a kid at Christmas in Queensland because it's <laughs> going to be raining. And uh, how many times? How many times did we go to SMP last year and have it raining? Well, and good, so... to, good to start off with such a positive <laughs> note, there, Matthew. But, oh yeah, but well, uh, you know. But you hopefully, know. hopefully, our first guest uh, he's our feature interview. Thanks to Ryko Filters, the professional choice. And as always, before we get this great man on, we have to give him a proper intro. And he picks up where he left off. Shane Van Gisbergen makes it a double victory. Last time out of Matt Panorama, he did it, and he's done it again. Shane Van Gisbergen is the winner at Sandown after 36 crazy laps with a broken left collarbone. Shane Van Gisbergen greets the chequered flag for yet another victory. It is race victory number 54 for Shane Van Gisbergen. Yes, it was a very dominant season last year and uh, he looks to go back to back in a Fairly new look, Red Bull Ampol Racing Team. So please welcome back to the driver's seat, the one and only Shane Van Gisbergen. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, mate. How you doing? It's, uh, it's been a while. It's been a while, and we've had a bit of an off-season. Did you? What did you get up to? Did you? I know you didn't go back to New Zealand, so uh, what's uh, what was on the agenda for you over Christmas and, and New Year? Yeah, I, um, yeah, it's back here, which was a shame, but... Um, Oh, it wasn't bad. Bought a bought a dirt bike and lived on that a fair bit, which was pretty fun. But um, yeah, um, haven't stopped riding like two or three weeks ago and started getting ready for the season. So GT three yeah. or um, Gen three test days and then and and the main supercar as well. So started to get busy again. And clearly, uh, you haven't gone mountain bike riding because you haven't got a broken. Collarbone. Well, certainly, we haven't gone. Collar, you haven't gone mountain bike riding with Stevie not J. With me, I, I, I noticed you didn't get a send an invite out for a motocross riding with Stevie <laughs> no, J. I didn't not, get a, one. <laughs> not a bad. <laughs> um, uh, Shane, you have just returned from Taylor Bend up on the socials. We saw that you were having a bit of a skid in a GT car. What's all that about? No, doing the Australian Championship again this year, so. Should be should be pretty good with um, Prince Jeffrey again and and the Bathurst twelve hours. So yeah, he he hadn't driven since last year, so he's come back over to Australia. And uh, yeah, we had two days at Taylor, or one and a half. We got rained out on the second, um, but yeah, it's good to get some laps before the racing starts for him. All right, mate, have you seen Steve Johnson recently? He is half the man. I know he is. 
he is gagging for another drive. Do you reckon you could slide him into the seat of the uh, of the GT car? Because he's lost he's well, lost about twenty five kilos. Yeah, yeah. Well, when we see each other a month or so ago at the server, I bumped into him. Yeah, he's looking good. A lot of training, which is which is awesome on uh, on a mountain bike, which I didn't get an invite for. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, last time you come mountain biking with us, mate, you ended up maybe a little bit injured, but you ended up winning the championship. So it wasn't that bad. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe it's not all bad luck. I I, I, want to ask, mate, because in the lead up to this week, every time I see you being interviewed or any of the other drivers, to be fair, you all get asked the same sort of questions. You know, what do you think about the season coming for? Yeah, exactly right. So, I mean, if if, folks, if you want to hear Shane Van Gisbergen answer those questions or answer those questions, jump onto some (laughs) other website and have a read. Mate, I want to know in, in the lead up to the last couple of or not the last couple of seasons, really pre-COVID, you were the everywhere yep. man. You were driving GT cars overseas. You were doing a whole bunch of stuff. Now that Rich Uncle Roland has stepped back out from the, the daily running of the team, are we likely to see you go back overseas and do some more GT stuff and, and you know international rally stuff or any of that kind of thing? Well, I don't think it has anything to do with um, Roland. <laughs> it's more, uh, <laughs> more COVID the last couple of years put a stop to it, which is a shame. But, yeah, this year... I, I hope to. Um, I hope to do more rally in New Zealand and then maybe some GT stuff overseas. But, yeah, still a few restrictions to commit to anything, but it's it's looking promising. Well, mate, speaking of rally, you are um, going to debut this year in the yep. in the ARC in a Skoda um, in Canberra. I mean, that's uh, – I think your co-driver's Glenn Watson. Is Glenn Weston. Glenn Weston? Glenn, Glenn Weston, yeah. yeah. So he's, yeah. he's multi-time – um, Australian champion three times, yep. I think, with Eli Evans. And then, you know, the cars are top of the line R5 car. So I've certainly got no excuses with the team around me, Race Talk in Perth as well. But um, really, it's, you know, it's only my first, or it'll be my second proper rally. Um, so it's going to be quite tough jumping into the Australian championship in a top line car. But I just, um, yeah, no expectations or anything. Just go and have some fun. And as you know, Dad. Dad's background is rally, um, yeah. and I've always wanted to do it like he did. So, yeah, it's it's a great opportunity for me, and hopefully have some fun and put on a show. But man, it's it's, it's I'm under no illusions. It's going to be pretty tough. <laughs> is, is it going to be much different too? Because we know I know you did a little bit of uh, off road rally stuff in in NZ. Yeah. Uh, was that last year? Last year? Yeah, before? started last year. Started yeah. last year. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So I mean, uh, obviously that's. And that was, it was almost like you did the same, the same sort of course each time. It wasn't yep. different every time you went. Like a, almost like a like hill climb, a rally. yeah, like a hill climb yeah, style yeah. thing. How do you reckon? I mean, can you do anything on your sim? Can you change the handbrake and muck around with that and and sort of get used to that's what you got to do in in this uh, in this Skoda in the ARC? Well, yes and no. Like I ended up. Yeah, it was a rally sprint in a, in the main rally class in New Zealand. I, I did end up winning, but. I guess people just remember that, but a rally sprint is completely different to a rally. So having someone yep. sitting next to you and telling you what corner's coming up, what direction, the tightness of it, what's coming up next, like the variables of an actual rally are, are bloody tough. So it's yep. probably just me trying to keep everyone's expectations in check, really, <laughs> because I, I know I can drive it, but I have so much to learn in how to prepare for a rally and the pace notes and the recce. Ricky yeah. runs through the stage and stuff like it's a it's a whole nother world that I is so distant from what we do like 
you know, if we make a mistake on a corner, we, you know, we think about it. And when we come around a minute and a half later, we get another crack. But, you know, when you're in a rally and you, you muck up a corner, that's the only time you go through it. You've got to, you got to get it out of your brain and just carry on and not lose any confidence and get the next corner right. Like completely different. And I, th- I think, um, you know, speaking from a, a slight bit of experience in a rally, I haven't done a, a dirt rally as such, but yeah. I've, I've competed yeah, in quite a few targets. Yeah. Similar yeah. thing, you know, you, you, there's so much going through with your, your navigator going to you and telling you what to do. I mean, and you've got to process that. They've got to be the right timing for you, you know, like your timing yeah. might be a lot different to Eli Evans was for him. So there's a lot of stuff that you both have got to try to gel with quickly to be able to get the most out of, of you and him. Oh, no doubt. Like, and it's, um, it's a partnership or a relationship that's going to be super critical to learn what each other likes and what phrases mean what, like I have to understand all the calls that he's making and how he's describing the corners. We have to come up with together some words that under, you know, you can't just call it a left, you know, you have to have to talk about the radius if you can cut the corner or not like there's so many different things to describe a corner to be able to hit it with confidence and get the get the most out of it so um i think i'll be simplifying a lot of that stuff just to (laughs) take it easy but um i hopefully can learn and build up you know for for later events um speaking of extracurricular driving activities uh one of our Regular listeners, Ben, uh, who's in Brisbane, he's just texted in and said, Evening, boys. Can you ask Shane if his racing extracurricular activities would include some drifting again, either here or in New Zealand? Oh, yeah. Well, I hoped, I was hoping to do World Time Attack, but that's actually when the rally is. So, yeah, I don't have any, any drifting stuff planned, but if he's got a car and some tyres, I'll be happily wear them out. <laughs> be happy to burn them up. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Ben. Send us a note if you've got a car. Yeah. Um, it's actually, speaking of speaking of that sort of stuff, I, I don't, I'm not sure if you've ever been asked a question like this. If you could, if you could go back in history, Shane, any race car that you know, love, any format, any category, what is Shane Van Gisbergen's dream car what do you look back and think oh god i'd just love to have driven that it might be the supercar who knows but what have you got yeah, a dream yeah. car out of history that you'd love to have driven oh it would be the early thousand supercars yeah that's what made me fall in love with the sport and the drivers you know like yeah there was big differences between the cars and stuff but you know that was the the biggest era i guess of the v8 so that's what made me fully interested in it so you know if i was Maybe, um, you know, 15, 10 years earlier and in the peak of that time and in prime of my career, that would be an awesome time. You know, those battles with Ambrose, Gacy and Murph and Stevie J in it a few times. Like, that was a cool era. <laughs> I was very rarely in it. I was just bringing up the back mark. It was a fair race to the drive through mate. Let me give you the strength. <laughs> hey, mate, is that, is that why, because you going back and you're not, you know, you, you're still a young bloke. So going back yep. and you love those older cars, those older races, um, is that another reason why you're so uh, hell-bent, like I am, and like 99% of Everyone. the drivers are, is to keep these, yep. obviously, new cars, you know, manual. So you actually have it to physically change gears and actually have technique in your pedals and your heel toes and yep. all that. Is that why you're so, you're so vocal about not going to the, the uh, paddle shift and all that sort of thing? Well, yeah, and, and, and I watch, you know, you can, can appreciate... GT car on board, but 
like when you watch the TA2 when we were first doing the engine testing, uh, it had a basic sort of paddle shift in it, and it was just boring to watch. Like the engine was, mm. engine was really good. It sounded cool, but you know the down changes and watching the driving was just boring. Um, and you know nowadays you got the the gear shift. Everyone has a brake bias beside their gear lever, and everyone's got two roll bars. And seeing the drivers adjust that, and you know even back at the start of my career, with the, I had a year of that H pattern. And, yep. you know, people would go from six to first or six to second, or you'd be like Murph, he would go down every gear, left foot braking. Like, there were so yeah. many different wow. techniques and ways to do it. And it was just <laughs> awesome to watch. I used to love all the different styles. And even now, like, you know, I go down the gears, I can go three at once. You know, you skip through, you see a few guys do that, or you're locking brake and you drag the car in on the clutch and stuff. There's so many different techniques. And I think, um, I think it's just awesome to watch. And, you know, as I said, you can appreciate a GT onboard, but it's just not the same watching someone and, you know, someone fully busy in the car is really, really yeah. cool to watch. Uh, well, unlike Michael Caruso. Yeah, he's the fastest king of down yeah. changes, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> can Mate, change if I drove like him, I wouldn't last a lap. I'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> worn out. <laughs> yeah, but as I said to him when he was on the show, if you've got to have someone cutting the tomatoes in your house, you want him to be doing it. He's got the fastest hands. Yeah. Hey, um, yeah. I don't want to talk about SMP. It's the start of the year. We know it's going to be racing. Hey, we've had but... about 800 SMPs since you know yeah. the beginning of 2021, we have. haven't we? Yeah. So... But what's your feeling for the season, Shane? I mean, uh, you know, you're now a two-time champion. You're a, you're a Bathurst 1000 champion. How's the mindset coming into this year, knowing that it's the last year of these cars and then going into Gen 3 next year? You, you, you're still pumped and you're still excited and, yeah. and still ready for the for the year ahead? Yeah, I, I'd use the word focus. Like, I'm, you know, as motivated as ever to go out, go racing and get good results. And I feel like I've been working quite hard, but we've had a lot of changes in our team. And I think it's it's been good, but quite an intense adjustment, you know, learning uh, my new engineer, Andrew Edwards. He's a really, mm-hmm. really sharp guy. And but just learning what each other likes and the phrases we use and stuff so we can be as ready as possible this weekend. But, yeah, from what to expect, I've got no idea, like, you know, our car's still going to be a good car. Um, even with all the team changes, we've got a great base to work on from last year. Um, yeah. And, you know, this track didn't really suit us last year, so it would be great if we could only come here once. Um, yeah. but we'll um, <laughs> see what happens for the rest of the year. But it would but, be good uh, to start, get some results and build the momentum already, or build the mo- yeah. momentum as early as we can, like last yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, obviously you did that last year, didn't you? You smacked off six wins in a row. But, you know, for, for me, looking from the outside in, I know there's been a few changes and, and everyone always, you know, puts spotlight on that sort of stuff or, you know, we're yeah. not going to here because, mate, you your first championship, you it was the first year at Triple Eight. You know, everyone was new for you. So, you know, yeah, it's it's just all about how you can – get everyone together and get the most out of yourself and them as quickly as you can. And, you know, all you've got is a new engineer. So yeah, obviously some new people in, inside, but for me, you know, they're still one of the, you're still going to be one of the strongest teams on the grid by a mile. So it's, um, it's one of those things that, you know, as long as your head's right and you've had a good, you know, lead up to the start of the season, I think that's really what's the most important. Exactly. Yeah. I think, I think the same, you know, but everyone else out there is, you know, going to be beating the chest and saying that, but we'll just we'll just focus on our thing and try and be there every race. I think that's the thing. You just gotta you gotta be there, and if you're not, make the highlight reel.
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do, some, do something to get on TV. Like driving through yeah. your boss's your boss's door or you're about to be your boss's door or <laughs> Yeah. Do that to Brock. No, I'd love me. that. If it was always him that was hitting me. <laughs> well, that's right. right. If the young, if like if the if Brock Feeney and you two, mate, if he gets up around you, if he's there, and he could be, we'll have to wait and see. Yep. Um, I'd love to see you just box him up a little bit, just box his ears, <laughs> give nah. him a real welcome to the category. That'd be fun to watch. No, nah, I don't. I don't think that'll happen. I know. <laughs> I know he'll be up there. He's good enough yep. to be, and and he's got all the equipment and the team around him. But yep. yeah, yeah. I know what it's like when you're a rookie and you start or when you're early in your career and you start getting up front, like, you know, the established guys don't, don't really like it. It takes a bit to get their respect. So I'm sure, you know, you've got to race them clean and fair and get up there as early as you can, but um, it won't take them long to get respect from those guys and to become established. But early on, mm. I'm sure you'll get pushed around. People will try to take advantage of them, <laughs> you know, probably some jealousy as well, jumping straight sure. into the series and the best car, you know, for yeah. sure. People will think like that, but um, yeah, he's he's got awesome people around him, good team, and a good family too. So he'll be fine, mate. Uh, obviously, kicking off the year, let's hope we can have a solid year. Not like we've had, you know, the last two years where it's been really unsure. Interrupted. You know, yeah, we can see you in, you know, as we're going to see rally cars and GT cars and drift mm. cars and doing what you do best. We love what you do, and uh, you know. And and we know that you're you're at home and you're the happiest when you're in behind a wheel. It doesn't matter what it is. So, uh, actually, speaking of speaking of that, are you are you looking at doing the six hour again at Easter? Oh yeah, I'm doing that. Yeah, in the yeah. Beamer again. Are you yeah, awesome. Going to have to defend that title. So uh, I was figuring that uh, that'd be another one on your agenda. So uh, no, that's cool. So it's it'd be good to see you in all facets of motorsport again. Just uh, just having a crack and, and doing what you love. So yeah, are you going to have a race at it? Oh, I'm going to see. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. No, but, you know, the problem that I've got is I've got a little junior burger next to me, Jet Johnson, <laughs> oh, yeah. that wants to take every seat that I've got or or have had. Yeah, yeah. So so if, if it's not, quick. yeah, if, if it is, which is, which is an issue, it's an issue for my bank balance that he's getting fast. So let me, let me ask you, let me ask you as the, as the round table here, just a few mates. We've seen you, and I say this with complete respect, Steve Johnson, we've seen you over the years fluctuate perhaps with your weight. Uh, now that the Junior Burger's coming up and trying to take those seats off here, is this latest uh, health get up trying to get you back into the chair saying, listen here, sport, I'm still fit enough, I'm ready to go? Well, <laughs> you know, well, we are, we are rebuilding one crashed Kubota Trans Am Mustang. Be nice, be nice. Uh, and once that's... <laughs> finished being rebuilt, it'll be like brand new. And, and I've been maybe given the heads up that I could have a drive oh. for a round. And oh. if I do, oh. I'm going to beat that little turd. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, it's, it's not too many interviews where the interviewee then turns the tables on the interviewer. So you, <laughs> I know. you've done pretty well there, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like to see it. It'll be good to watch. Well, mate, you've been extremely generous with your time this evening, so uh, uh, we'll let you go, man. But uh, thanks so much for joining us on the driver's seat to kick off the season, and uh, good luck at Sydney this weekend. I know you've had a lot of practice here, as is almost half the uh, field. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but good luck, and uh, go well this year. Thanks, guys. Speak to you soon. <laughs> Shane Van Gisberger joining us here on the driver's seat. Jeez, he's a good lad, isn't he? he oh, is. yeah, he is, and he's... <laughs> when you When you listen to a lot of his interviews as we said Steve and I, Steve J and I were just talking before we came on air here and just said let's not do this 
like a normal interview because, as Let's I said, ask about, they're just going to ask all the same questions. Who's your biggest? Yeah, who's going to be blah, the biggest? Blah. All that kind of crap. And he and understand. I shouldn't say crap. Understandably, that's what you do. We're starting the start of the season, so but uh, he's not the sort of bloke that after those questions being asked 25 times is going to give you a great answer. I'd just rather talk to him about some other stuff so we get to know a little bit more about Shane Van Gisbergen because yeah. we know what he does on track. He wins championships and Bathurst and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. uh, so he is a good lad, and, and uh, I'm, I'm glad he likes talking to us on that level as well. You it's know good. what is, Nimsy and Matty, you know what is a worry for everybody else yeah. is that he's had a great – uh, off season, yep. he's had a great lead into the championship, and he's focused and he's happy and he's and going to be racing go. other things. That's a bad Look sign out. for everybody else. <laughs> uh, Shane Van Gisbergen was our feature interview. Thanks to Ryko Filters, Ask a Mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. Our interviews haven't stopped here on the driver's seat, though. We've got a nice big bonus one coming up uh, after this quick break. We'll head over to the states and chat to the one and only Scott McLaughlin. Full, full disclosure, we did catch up with him earlier uh, today. <laughs> <laughs> we actually had well, to get out of bed to well, do it. <laughs> it is, it is, yeah, it is actually four a.m. over there, or twenty past four in the morning. So, and if you've looked at his uh, Instagram stories, you could tell that he's uh, had a pretty big <laughs> night. So, <laughs> so we'll catch Ryan Blaney, a few of the boys there from uh, NASCAR and the teams. So we'll yes. ca- we'll catch up with Scotty back straight after this on the driver's seat. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. And uh, remember, you can rev up your smartphone with the driver's seat app. It is available in the App Store. If you're listening via the driver's seat app and you're in Melbourne town, uh, thank you. And uh, I don't know what's going on in the A-League, and nor do I care. But anyway. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> But uh, but be sure to uh, to text in oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen is the number. Uh, just let's actually know it. Just just for just for a bit of fun, let's see what's actually happening at the A League. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Uh, but anyway, oh, oh that's going to get phone yeah, calls. We're going to get texts. You are going to get. Do the crowds get... boisterous? Send there, any right? correspondence care of Aminazor at SEN. <laughs> don't send it to us. We don't want to know. But uh, hey, look, we did mention we did catch up with Scott McLaughlin. Uh, it is his second full-time season, and uh, in the opening race, he's already stood on the top step of the podium. And here's a fun fact that we didn't actually bring up with him: the the last three winners of the championship in IndyCar have won at St. Pete's to kick it all off. To kick the race Ooh, off. Yeah. yeah. Good omen. So, yep. Uh, so um, Alex Palau, 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 the Pavlova, the Pavlova, Alex <laughs> Pavlova. <laughs> um, he obviously won St. Pete last year uh, and he went on to win the championship. Speaking of nicknames, and I know we're going to throw to Scotty in just a second. Did we see Scott Pye? We're no longer allowed to call him Scott Shepherd. Pizza. It's now Scott Pizza. Oh. Scott Pizza. Go to his socials, mate. I'll pizza have, Hut. I'll have a cheeky mm. look. And we'll Brad talk Jones about, and we'll ch- Hazel would be happy about that. We'll chat about Pizza Hut in a, in a, uh, in a moment too because it's not just the Stephen Johnson food hour here on the program. <laughs> but, um, hey, look, <laughs> we caught up with Scott McLaughlin after he's made an IndyCar win and uh, he was minutes away from celebrating. Whatever you got here. To the he is now an IndyCar go, race winner. Under the most pressure. 
nice little moment of sportsmanship there between the two guys giving away. But we saw how excited Scott was after qualifying on pole. Just imagine what this interview is going to be oh, like after his first so win. It was a remarkable bit of motorsport uh, for any category across the world when Scott McLaughlin, in just his second year in IndyCar, that's right, second, managed to snatch his first ever IndyCar winner. Got to say, boys, do you reckon there was anyone, a motorsport fan in Australia, that wasn't cheering and waking up their neighbours at 3am in the morning? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mate, I I don't know about everyone else. I certainly was watching it live on Stan Sport. Um, All of a sudden, Stan Sport became very important (laughs) in my household. and, And I'm super glad we got the opportunity to watch it because those who have been around Scotty, and I know you have, Stevie J, for, for a number of years now. Um, to see that kind of result in only his second year, his third time at St. Pete, was unbelievable. And and I think what it is, is we've got the belief in him. We know, I and mean, he's obviously a multiple-time supercar champion, Bathurst champion, so we know the talent that the guy's got. But from a global scale and perhaps from the eyeballs of America, um, it wasn't necessarily something that they were looking for, but we always knew. So it was it was wonderfully gratifying for all of us to sit back and watch and be super proud of him, to be quite frank. Oh, it certainly was. And the great man joins us on the line. Please welcome not just a supercars, a three-time supercars champion, also an IndyCar winner, but he's also won the driver's seat power rankings two years in a row. So welcome back, Scotty McLaughlin. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks very much for having me. Appreciate the uh, support down under. You guys are always good. Appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, of all the things that you've won, Scotty. Uh, it's got to be the driver's seat, seat, driver seat power rankings that just get you up and about on a Monday morning, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, like that's that's what we go racing for, you know. <laughs> the, the power rankings are right up there. and um, You know, I certainly, when I went uh, to America and showed Roger my CV, said, hey, I want to go to IndyCar sort of reached out and said, look, I've won the power ranking twice. And, uh, he's like, oh. he's like, We've got to get you over here, man. Over here. Oh, mate. Hey, uh, on a serious note, massive congrats. That's uh, such a mega. I mean, we always had belief in you, you know, myself, my family, a lot of people here in Australia and New Zealand. But um, just to see it actually come to fruition the way it did, you know, it's, it's the track that you made your debut at at the end of 2020. You went straight from Bathurst here in 2020 over there and thrown in the deep end. Um, and, you know, only after one season of, of IndyCar under your belt and, and never really properly raced an open-wheel race car ever, apart from go-karts. I mean, mate, that's a, that's a huge step forward. And, and, and we can touch on just what you went through through the middle of last year, you know, in, in a couple of minutes, but what what a massive moment and proud moment for all of us, and, and I would say for you and your family as well. Yeah, thanks, Stevie. Um, yeah, I just yeah, pretty surreal, man. Just like I, I just was, you know, you have that belief that you can do it. Um, and I had to be honest, like I, I said this a number of times throughout the, the last couple of days, but you know, I had a tremendous amount of anxiety sort of before you know this year, and you know I felt like I ended the year really well. And you know, for my standards, and and um, I felt like I was just in a really good spot with the car, and that's what we really tuned into over the off season, just you know, working out what setup I wanted to go to, and and just diving into that. And we had one test day, and it felt pretty good. And then you know, headed into the first practice at St. Pete, and the car felt awesome right off the truck, and we hardly needed to change it. It was just you know, I was able to work on myself and. You know, work on you know my driving lines, and then obviously to get pole on 
on Saturday was so special. Probably one of the best laps I've done ever. And I did some pretty cool ones with the old man's machinery. And yeah. <laughs> I was you know, pretty, pretty pumped about that one on Saturday. And then Sunday, obviously the race, but um, you, you have that belief that you can do it. It's just, it, you, you've just got to keep on believing, keep working hard and, and just, it, 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 you know, come together and, and yeah, super proud that it happened. And, yeah, I, I I just want more now. I'm just chasing it more on simulators again tomorrow, and and um, try and make it happen again. So, mate, obviously, you know, looking forward to the next few races. You you've got some simulator stuff to do. You know, as you know now, um, and and everyone will understand. Well, they probably don't, they probably don't understand how hard you work. I've seen it firsthand. Um, as much as you love to celebrate a win, and I'm sure sure you have, uh, it, it's it's down to oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I still am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, Mer, like you know, you're just now, and as you, as you just touched on before, you're just knuckling down now to just simulate a work, just to try to stay and and keep that gap and and keep that momentum going because you, as as I well know, momentum's a massive thing in motorsport. Yeah, look, uh, I um, yeah, I write a lot of notes and and to to help you know my yeah when I go back to each track, especially last year I wrote absolute m- massive novels basically of just what I could improve on at each track and certainly worked on that at St Pete and felt really comfortable with you know the lines I chose in the first practice and felt really comfortable with the track straight away and that was purely down to just you know the notes I took and and looking at data and footage and whatnot. Um, and then yeah, this this weekend like it obviously went to plan, but this this series you can't get get complacent. You've you know you you've got to dot all your eyes, cross your t's. It's you know I could quite easily come out next round and, and qualify twentieth. It's just that's just where it's at. So mm. I've got to make sure that I'm I'm you know ready every time I get in this car, especially um, you know in this period of my career. You know I feel like we're like you said, momentum's a big thing, and and if we keep going here, we're gonna we're going to tracks that I know and I like, and and I'm really excited for you know this early part of the season to you know get a little bit of a head start. And Scotty, this is your first win, and we're hoping the first of many, both on street courses and ovals and that kind of stuff. But is this the hardest thing you've ever done, given that that you've gone from New Zealand to Australia, karting to cars to supercars, older car to, to the to the Mustang, and then moved over to Indy? Is this the hardest thing you've done, including moving to America and, and setting up a life there? Yeah, oh, by country mile, because it's not only a the the it's not only like the hardest thing I've done from a professional standpoint, but it's the hardest thing I've done mentally. It's the hardest thing I've done, um, you know, off track. You know, like you said, moving you know, moving across the other side of the world during a bloody pandemic for God's mm. sakes as well. So it's mm. um, you know, that that whole thing was you know full on. But um, yeah, definitely last year, man. Like there was times where you know I was like far out, like I, I was. You know, I was getting paid good money to race in Australia. I was, you know, I was the best team. I had, mm. you know, the world was my oyster there. But, you know, days like we had on Saturday, Sunday, that that's what pays back all the hard work, the sacrifice, the, you know, the want and and the ups and downs. Like that, it just pays back. And um, I was so so awesome to to just you know and relief almost to to be able to capitalise what we did on Sunday and and um, yeah, prove that yeah, it's hard, but it's also it's easy if you work hard and you continue to work hard, you continue to believe in yourself and that goes for anything. It goes for any sportman, sportsman, woman, you know, it's just 
the belief is a huge thing in in yeah. any professional's life, and and um, yeah, just you just can't lose it. And you're talking about there, mate. Um, you know the hard work and sacrifice that you made, and and it's come to fruition. And and a lot of people probably don't realise. You know, I, I'm a very my family is very close. I'm very close with my parents and and you know my my sister and and obviously my wife and my kids. But um, you know, you haven't seen your parents. And I know you guys are close. You haven't seen your parents for two years. Your family for two years. You know, I know some yeah. of the family has been there, but your mum and dad. Haven't been able to get there. You're going to see them this year, so that's got to give another little bit of pep in the step as well. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, um, they're coming over for I think 80 days and between May and <laughs> August. So uh, you watch at the end of it, we'll probably be both sick of each other. But anyway, no, I'm really excited to, to to see them. I, you know, everyone, well, most people know my old man and and my mom, and, and they're very passionate people, and and um, you know, uh, you just—it's—it's it's going to be awesome to have them here. They haven't seen me turn a, a lap in an IndyCar for real, and um, it's always been on TV or me sending onboard footage back of what it looks like. And I don't think they really grasp how big it really is over here. Oh, they're so used to supercars, yeah. which is, you know, on a on a it's a, a little bit it's a little global level, but at the same time, it's probably more so prominent in Australia, New Zealand. We're here when they see the amount of fans that come from the UK, from Europe, from, from everywhere. Down under, like it's 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 such a big deal, and that's one thing I noticed. Like on the weekend, like Victory Lane, man, I've never seen more cameras in my freaking life. It was crazy. Like it was, it was just, it was, it was one of the craziest things. And I think they're just going to be really excited to see that side of our life now, and see where we live, and my apartment, and and all that sort of stuff. And um, I'm really excited to share it with them. And oh, then you know they're coming qualifying weekend of Indy 500, so I'll be turning. Oh. 240 mile an hour into what turn one that's the first time i'll see me in indycar so yeah good luck champs no drama <laughs> and mate we're going to let you go because we know you're you are in the midst of a uh, mild celebration with some well, very hosting the nearest <laughs> yeah, and dearest of, of so I, I i will finish it for our australian and new zealand fans on this it's only two words and you only have to say one or the other deeper squally or davison Oh, uh, <laughs> what about wild card? Wow. Ooh. There you go. Oh, drop that in a wild card. Wild card in October. Well, that'll, that'll make get... you think for a little bit. Oh, mate, that'll get it. That'll get a few. Well, maybe we'll say three names. Uh, Deeper Squally, Davison, or McLaughlin. Oh, actually, let me throw no, another wild. Just... Let me throw another one in this, uh, uh, Scotty Mack. Uh, Anton Di Pasquale, Will Davison, or Steve Johnson? Because you wouldn't have seen the great man. He's lost, I reckon, 25 kilos. He could be shaping up for a have return you? run. Yeah. <laughs> mate, he's looking too good. Are you on one of those shake diets again? Are you on one of those shake diets again, Stevie J? Mate, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm actually. I'm actually eating normal, proper food. I'm doing it. You've inspired Good. me. Just, you've inspired. Not, just not four kilos of it a meal. <laughs> Good mate, you're a legend. Good. Uh, you. Let's do it. Let's let's thanks, make it happen. Mate. Let's speak to DJ and get it done. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I'm. Uh, I'm not allowed nuggets and trophies or anything. So, and actually, you've inspired Jet Johnson as well, mate. He is full He's on. Yeah trimmed up he's training every day he wants to do the next scotty mclaughlin in supercars in the next two or three or four years or whatever he wants to there try to get there so that's that's pretty cool mate you've left a pretty lasting legacy on the family that's been around for forever no i love it it's um 
you know, I love your family dearly and uh, what they've done for me. It's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very, very, it's awesome to see. So, yeah, wish you guys all the best. I miss you all. Um, but we'll, we'll, uh, we'll be definitely catching up soon. I'll be throwing some chicken nuggets down your throat anyway when we're um, <laughs> on the first back there anyway. Well, so. Nimsy, yeah, I think we need to get on to uh, Kubota, and I think uh, the Indy 500's in May, and I think we might need to have a word yeah, about go. getting over there and uh, maybe doing yeah. a broadcast from the United States. <laughs> Chicken nuggets, yeah. you know, Come big, hang big out. drinks. We'll, we'll do it in the lounge room of a bus. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds Oh, mate, I saw, I saw the tour of your bus last year at the Indy 500. What a rig that is. So if you can get a couple of those lined yeah. up, the big fella and I might come over and, <laughs> you know. 36 nuggets I'll get, morning. I'll get Happy one days. for Nims, but you guys can stay in the hotel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew, I knew you wouldn't let me down, Scotty, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah, I told you. Right, Scotty, we appreciate it, mate. We'll talk to you soon. No worries. Thanks, boys. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Great to have your company wherever you might be watching around the planet. And thank you for that, Twine. Uh... <laughs> Excellent start. Thank you, Gary. Uh, we'll get to your text, actually, uh, because we have been getting a few in. 0433981116. Pete in Munter Bay. That is still the number, as you've clearly found out. Yes, Pete, you're correct. We got your text. That's still the number. But uh, uh, here's one. Do you want to read the one from Devin in Melbourne? Uh, yeah, sure. G'day, guys. Devin from Melbourne here. Long-time listener, first-time texter. G'day, Devin. Well done, mate. Good job. Um, how bloody good for the IndyCar lads over the weekend? Not only Scotty winning the race, flying under the radar was Matty Brabham. Very true. Jack Brabham's grandson, Matty Brabham, who, funnily enough, I've raced against. In Jeff a, Brabham's son. Jeff Brabham's son in a mini challenge car. Hmm. Uh, yes, he was. He won the Indy Lights season opener. Thought he was mega. Can't forget Hunter McElray. Now, if you don't follow Indy, Hunter McElray is the son of Andy McElray, who runs a, 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 a prominent Carrera Cup team in McElray Racing. He's been over in the States for a little while, and he was on pole. Kiwi-born. Kiwi-born. Uh, been over in Australia for, forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we both worked with him in driver yep. training. Yep. Uh, good young lad, but he's been plying his trade over there. And in his first Indy Lights campaign, uh, put it on pole in St. Pete. Unfortunately, I think lap six or seven, put it in the fence whilst leading a three-second lead. So he'll learn from that. But, yeah, that big heartbreak for him because uh, he had it all over the competition, as you rightly say there, Devin. Uh, could we see an Aussie or Kiwi run of dominance over in the States? And could the land of IndyCar become a threat to supercars and having their top drivers poached? Uh, lots of questions there. I, I actually think there has been a dominance of Australian and New Zealand drivers over there with Scott Dixon and Will and, Power. And Will Power. Uh, Dev, they've been, they've been plying it over there for years, and I think... Uh, Dixon's a six-time champion, and I think Power is a one- or two-time champion from memory. Indy 500 so, champion too. Yeah, and Indy, they've, they've yeah. both done Indy 500. So they're doing very, very well over there. It's a very fertile ground for Australian open-wheel drivers, and the more the likes of Dixon Power and now McLaughlin travel down those paths, it will open up further gates for Aussies well, and Scotty's, Kiwis to go across. Scotty's probably the first one that's leg- legitimately been plucked out of a supercar. Yes, and straight into an open wheel that he's never, ever raced before. Yes. And, and that will open the eyes of some big team owners over there. You know, obviously, Team Penske and, and Roger Penske had first-hand knowledge of Scotty being over here with uh, pairing up with, uh, with my old man in uh, DJR Team Penske at the time. And, um, you know, you've got other teams over there. You know, you've got, like, the Andretti 
Andretti's over there. They're over here with WAU. Um, yeah, could you know, we see Mozzie go over and yeah, have a crack at might. Indy? You know, I mean, who could. knows? If he wants to, who knows? Who knows? But, um, yeah, so lots there, Devin. But um, regardless, Aussies, Kiwi's doing a very good job over there. None more than Scotty Mack right now. Uh, this from Thanks Eyes. Eyes. Hello, Eyes. Eyes is from Tweed. I know Eyes. Do you know Eyes? I know Eyes. Righto, good. Uh, hi, guys. Love the show. Have no internet at the moment, so I'm not listening and will listen later. Of course, the Tweed and Northern Rivers area of New South Wales going through an absolute horrendous well, time. Well, knowing Eyes, he's probably so. used all his internet by now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, messaging to say that things need to change with this ridiculous time-certain rubbish. I can't say the word you put there, uh, Eyes. If it's going to be the way it is, uh, sorry, if it keeps going the way it is, my wife will be happy because the lawn will be mowed and no racing on the TV. <laughs> I don't sit down on a Sunday to watch Safety Car win five <laughs> out of six races. It's making it hard to watch. Eyes, yep. you are 100%, but they're two different things. Safety Car and Time Certain, certainly two different things. Time Certain is more about broadcasting and TV, TV you know, support get news, categories. Guys, you know. Everyone's got to get a crack in that yeah, along the race meeting. Safety cars, and I assume you're really talking about Tasmania with ARG. Don't yep. worry about it, eyes. We all had, we all had the P one double fives over that. We it was shocking down there. Yep. Um, Stevie J's son uh, Junior Johnson Jet Johnson raced down there. Out of I think sixty four laps, you got eighteen racing. I think, I think it was fourteen green laps. Fourteen you know? green so laps out it, of sixty two available. I think it transpired so, to be nearly eighteen hundred dollars a lap. I, I think it's a real issue, and the driver standards in uh, TCR S five thousand and Trans Am need to be tidied up. We're going to Phillip Island in two weeks or a week. Um, let's see what transpires there, because you're right. This category and this form of racing cannot uh, be just going around under a safety yeah, car. Yeah, and, and I think the other issue to that is uh, is not only the time certain side of things for the broadcast, but it all comes down to safety crews and recovery crews as well. Yep. It took them way too long to recover cars just yep. out of it. It took them four or five laps to recover a car out of a sand trap where literally it should be maybe a lap, lap and a half, back racing again. So, yep. you know, the, there are... So many different variables that, that have caused that, that all of them need to be addressed. Uh, and one final one from Tommy. Into G'day, Tommy. G'day. Tommy, G'day. your legend. Uh, hey, guys, talking about overseas dominance, let's hope Danny Rick can get up in F1. Just a pity Oscar Piastri couldn't lock in a full-time seat after winning F2 last year. Yes, Tommy, let's hope Danny Rick has a better year. I, I heard yep. him say during the week that McLaren's are an easier yeah, I read that. car to drive, so yep. that that's a good thing. Um, he topped one of the days in Barcelona, so that's a good thing. Not that you can take too you much You can't take that, too but, much but, out hey, of that. You know look, what it's like. Hey, he, he was there. Yeah. It was, it was, they haven't been there for a while. I so think they did the most amount it. of laps in testing too, which was actually quite good for reliability and everything else that they've yeah, got yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but something that uh, – going on, uh, a little bit more on that – I actually heard Will Power talking about how much how much uh, of a broken not a broken series but a broken uh, level up to Formula One. Hmm. Um, the road to Formula One totally. is compared to IndyCar. You know, you get guys like Oscar Piastri who's won in his rookie season in F three everything, F3, everything. Mm-hmm. Formula Renault F three F two no seat in F one. It's you a know? roadblock. I mean, it's literally it's it's broken. It's it's not something that you need to have these kids. Coming through, and as much and as I love Alonso, too, don't they? Abs, that the pathway is the pathway to Indy 
is a much better pathway mm. than the pathway to Formula One. And if you if you look at IndyCar at the moment, there is a couple of drivers that have come out of F2 uh, and gone across to IndyCar, and you've got Marcus Ericsson, who raced in F1 for a very long time. He's gone across and is really quite competitive. I said this last year, boys. I think, I think you'll agree with me. I think IndyCar... Uh, is the best championship currently in the world on, from all aspects. I think the racing's great. The locations are great. The drivers are, are sensational. The pathway there is strong. I, I think it's the best category in the world currently you, for you, open You wheelers. don't know who's going to win. That's that's the thing I love about it. No. You know, there's so many – it's like supercars. I mean, yes, you can probably put, you know, SVG and, and – Triple uh, Eight and DJR and 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 that in into the pile of okay, it's gonna someone's out of that's gonna win, but in IndyCar you can't. You know it's no. it's gonna be a Joseph Newgarden, a Will Power, Scotty McLaughlin, Scott Dixon, Alex, Alex Pillow, Ericsson, Ericsson. You know what I mean? Yep. Roman Grosjean. Yeah. There is so many. Just on it's that. It's ridiculous. Just on that. We harp back to the race on the weekend. Grosjean was just voted the most popular IndyCar driver which is fantastic. But then did you see him run into the back of Sato in qualifying or practice? Practice. Second practice. practice. Yeah. Just, just, and then blame Sato. Hang on. <laughs> Can I just say polaxed? Oh, Literally totally polaxed. polaxed. Actually, dad would call it a Liberace. He, yes, he did get liberace <laughs> uh, and And then went on to, to blame Sato, Sato for slowing. Everybody was slowing up. Like you don't come around the corner there, <laughs> two hundred and fifty meters up the road, see all the cars stop, and still hit your braking <laughs> marker at full pelt, thinking that they're all going to get out of the way. Get out of the way yourself, Grosjean. You can't oh, have yeah. a crack at everybody else. That was that was very very average. Uh, we got one more. One more. Uh, actually, we got, we'll, we'll sneak in a couple more. Uh, one from Lee here. Hi guys. I'm thinking if I can become the safety car driver, I would win the most laps led at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, probably right. Hey, Lee, if you were down in Tassie. Uh, the other week for ARG categories, 100% the safety car won the week. Imagine weekend. if the safety car ran out of fuel. <laughs> it almost did, I reckon. <laughs> this it was one. no good down there. And uh, we'll, we'll take a quick break and come back with the person off the track update. But I've got to leave this one uh, with Peter. <laughs> Just checking legends. There's some soccer game going on. Could you imagine if a soccer player drove a V8 supercar? He'd flick a mirror on the wall, pull up, get out, and roll on the ground like he's been shot. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate, Peter. Uh, very, very, very true, Peter. Very accurate. Very true. Uh, keep your texts coming through on the temper text. 0433 98 11 16 is the number. Uh, we'll get... They are still coming through. Cheese and rice. We'll take a quick break and back with the person off the track update in just a moment. You're listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia. A couple off the temper text line, 0433 98 11 16. First from Justin. Can you please tell me when the Melbourne Victory are playing? <laughs> Uh, not sure, now, Justin. Now, everybody, the reason why the reason why Nimsy is yelling is because Justin has put it in all capitals, which means he is yelling at us. <laughs> you are a fair an idiot. <laughs> oh, that's uh, funny. Another one here too. Uh, the pathway to F1 is simple. There's no cash here. Here, there's no cash. All right, cash, no, Robbo. 
cash. No cash. I do like when uh, our, <laughs> our time list, for the year. I do like when our, our listeners texted with a request for sound effects. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and, yes, Greg. Uh, and that's the first uh, no cash year for the year. So welcome back. Chopper, Uncle Chop Chop. A last one uh, from Lee. Tassie was planned for just one race, but ended up being two races run on Sunday. Double header. Nearly as good as a joke as me. Uh, yes, Lee, because we haven't heard that one about a million times, but thanks for chiming in on that one. <laughs> thanks um, for chiming in on that one. Um, That's an old gag. There, there's always a... Uh, there's always a double-headed gag whenever we go to Tassie Stevie J. <laughs> <laughs> and I forgot to take extra hats. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. The merchandise blokes hate it because you've got to take 7,000 hats instead of three and a half. Uh, I was going to say a joke, but then I remembered uh, we're on air in 1629 Hobart. Uh, so hello, G'day, Hobart. Hello, everyone uh, down in Tassie. But, uh, now got, a cousin in, got a cousin in Hobart, Edward Mackay. Oh, sells hello. sells hello, real Edward. estate down there. Good man he is. Okay, Ed. Hope you're listening, Eddie. Oh, he won't be listening. <laughs> I'll tell you now. But no. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a rev head. He's, he's not a sporty rev heady guy. We've uh, had a lot of people on the show message in saying that, you know, they're not a motorsport fan, but true. they love listening to our show. Ed, send me a text because message. Because Matt McKellen's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, hey, something love, else. You, love you, Ed. Love your work, son. S- something else that Maddie Max good at is causing a bit of controversy. So now it's time oh. to get into this. Oh. And oh. now... It's the driver's seat off the track update. Thanks to Burson Auto Parts. Burson, we know auto parts. And Burson Auto Parts are also known for first-class knowledge and service. We call this tomorrow's news today. You can hear it here first of all, reading it tomorrow on some form of green motorsports uh, website. But um, <laughs> uh, but, but or something that sounds now, like auto action. Exactly. Uh, but um, I got I got to mention. Scotty Mack brought up a very interesting point uh, when we had a little yarn. So in case you missed it, he was talking about uh, wildcard because you tried to give him a little bit of a curveball and he threw, lobbed a curveball. Uh, curve oh, he lobbed a boomerang back at us. He really he? did because the, the reality is, folks, we did record that a little bit earlier and it was quite late at night in, uh, in Huntsville where uh, Scotty Mack lives. And I reckon well, he You was... wouldn't want to have a few and say that, would you? <laughs> he was... Well, I might have been a little bit unfair because I know he'd had... Uh, I reckon he'd probably had half a dozen Coors, Coors. Lights. Coors. Lights under the belt. Lights? Yeah, no, he had Coors Lights yeah, Coors under the belt. They're only had, lights, he but... He had to use the sim the next day. He is. Yeah, he's an elite athlete, so he wouldn't have been on the heavies. He was... He but the was thing is, when you're an elite athlete and you've been training hard, you have three <laughs> Coors Lights and you're off your face. <laughs> so I thought right at the end of that interview, I'll just see if I can get a little bit of an exclusive here for the driver's seat. And boy, did he throw another one back at us by saying that uh, uh, he said, uh, look, he didn't confirm and I'm just not, I'm not saying that, I'm just saying I'm hearing that there might be a DJ wildcard. I'm not saying that at all. But he did, he had a little bit of a throw there, which would be fun. What I had heard, Nimsy, is that Triple Eight might be looking at a a wildcard this year. So we've got a long time to confirm that one. Um, But... Now, is this? Do you mean like a, like the the super cheap one they did last year? Very possibly. I don't think. I'm, I'm pretty sure that Russell Ingle won't be back. Russell, I don't, Russell, I, Russell, yeah, Russell the Love Muscle probably won't be back. But you've got to think of you know Brock's now gone up into the main game. You've still got Craig Lowndes there. Would you pair Craig Lowndes with Brock Feeney, GT with SVG, or would you maybe pull a uh, Win Cup off the wall? And into a wild card with Craig Lowndes and bring someone else to be. I think Jamie decide. will drive. I still think he'll drive. I reckon there's a fair chance. I think so because he's not putting pressure on himself. He's not put. He's not 
leading anyone astray media-wise. I mean, Bathurst is at the end of the year. Yeah, so long way away. he's got a lot of, lot of other stuff to work on. Um, between now and then, yeah. you know, he's now running the team. He's he's filling the big shoes there, so that's his priority. If if he feels, you know, two or three months into it, he's got a bit of a grasp of it, and he's and he's he's okay with the workload and what he's got to do, and he's happy with it, and he can put time into his own driving. Uh, I think he'll do it. I think he'll he's still good enough. I mean, he's literally he'll only have been not even a year out of the seat. Mm. We've seen what can happen when you get guys sure. like Lee Holdsworth in it. Yep. Jamie might do some. He might GT. do some GT stuff. He might he'll do some testing possibly, um, and I think that he was he's still a I think he's still a red hot favourite to to team up with Brock. So let me let me now that's so that's the driver's viewpoint. But with Craig, let, let, don't know. Let me put the commercial side hat on. If I'm the commercial manager of Triple Eight, and you're a very good commercial manager, thank you so much. If I could put, if I could go to the market with a Win Cup Lounge wildcard car. I don't think you could stand on the money. He wouldn't get a ladder tall enough to be able to stand on it. Yeah, mm. I think it'd be a and it takes a lot of the pressure off Jamie. Mm. If you put Jamie in with the young gun, and have team management duties and all that kind of stuff, uh, I think that's going to be a difficult ask. I think uh, I like the idea of a win cup lounge. You know, you could you could make. Oh, I don't know if you get. I was, Vodafone back I was in, or just you could get that ready. Oh, we're on the same page. Uh, yes. Well, I, I do know that. I do know that. Uh, Brock Feeney had to drop boost mm. because Vodafone was was on the main car. So look, you, you know what I mean. So just that's my commercial head. So I'm hearing discussions are in the marketplace. So we'll we'll have to wait and see on that. Now the last one is, mm. what can I say? It's not a rumor. It's just a feeling in my waters. In your loins. My loins. Because uh, there's been a lot of water in Queensland this week, and I've got a feeling. I could be pilloried by our audience for saying anything like this. But I think... What's new anyway? <laughs> That's <laughs> true. <laughs> they, they whack me anyway. Like, well, yeah. We've been doing this for six years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I am going to make an early, very early call for this weekend that I think Premier Racing with the Coke car and the Subway car... Say hello be... to my little friend! <laughs> I think they could be one to watch this weekend. Not from an outright victory point of view. Not at all. Not at all. But top I think half it, the field. Yeah, top half of the field. What we saw. Yeah, I really do. I know what's gone on in the background with those cars, and I know the state that they arrived in when they got sent to Triple Eight to have a birthday. Um, both of them cracked chassis. Basically, like the way that your Trans Am car came to Team Johnson before we refurbed it. Yes, but and it, it, you're an idiot. Expl- it explains a lot about where Jacobson and Fabian Coulthard were last year. Yep. If they arrived, as I'm hearing, at at Triple Eight with cracked chassis, what that means, if you're not aware, anytime you try and put a setup in a car or make a change or whatever, having a crack in a chassis makes it completely compromised. It just won't react the way it should. So, uh, and I know that the work that's gone on in those cars has been enormous, spare, no expense. Mm. So this year is, this year coming for Chris Pither, it's his, it's his come to Jesus year. He has got to have a good year. Well, he Uh, does. He's had, he's had a lot of opportunities. 35, 36, whatever he is. You know. Good corporate backing. Got a car now that really 
no excuse. You should be able to peel the stickers off SVG's car and put it on the Coke car and the same time should be able to come. So just FYI for everybody out there, those cars have been back to Triple Eight yep. and they've had a full ground up current spec current rebuild. spec rebuild. Full generation. Full. Full thing. Strip back to bare yep. metal yep. and go again. So basically new cars with new mm. spec cars, mm. the whole lot. So uh do they do you know if they have a uh, alliance with um, data and setup and, and and that sort of stuff no. between Triple Eight and I Premier do not Racing. Know I do. I believe you know so, what? but I, I don't. If they're know. spending the sort of money that they would have spent to get yeah. them, it'd yeah. be silly that they didn't. I, look, I, I believe so, but that wasn't confirmed to me. But I believe I'd heard in discussions that 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 might be happening. Mm. Um, so I I am really interested to watch what Premier Racing, Coke Racing, Subway Racing is doing. Um, uh, we know that Subway is on Gary Jacobson's car for two rounds, although they just plastered Subway down the side of a transporter. You tend not to do that for two rounds, so I reckon there's definitely a motivation to try and keep them on board. And obviously that's a deal between Coca-Cola and Subway because they're suppliers to Subway and all that kind of stuff. So it's all very B2B. Yep. But I, I'm I'm really hoping as we go into SMP, it's going to be wet, those cars are going to be good, and that those two boys and that team are able to show what Have they're capable of. Yep. I really hope so. We'll wait and see next week when everyone texts through and says, mate, you're a Richard Cranium. <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> and I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to go down there on Monday and I'll get some interviews with Chris well, we'll, and the boys. We'll, um, uh, we'll, we'll, I'm going to steal that one, Matty. Um, <laughs> uh, that was our person off the track update. Let us know what you think. 0433981116 is the number. We do it thanks to Burson Auto Parts celebrating 50 years. Well, they were last year. Got to get that updated. Well, uh, that's, that's a separate conversation. But anyway, um, we'll be back with more of the driver's seat right after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. This is the driver's seat, and we do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building Australia. Let's get to <sighs> our race rewind. This is the driver's seat race rewind. Now, just for uh, this was giggles. I was going to say something else there, but uh, <laughs> I always forget that I'm on the. <laughs> It gets just for tissues and giggles? After after 9 o'clock, you'd always tell that it uh, gets to the bewitching hour mm. here on the driver's seat. Mm. Mm. Uh, but let's have a quick look back at 2020 at the Sydney Super Sprint. We talk about Scotty Mack doing fantastic work in an indie car. Let's not, let's not forget that he can also do some fantastic stuff in a supercar as well. Oh, here oh, we go. Down the inside comes Mostert, and he thinks about it. That's awkward. These two have got history. Cam gives him some space. Now Mostert is going to run down the inside. This is perfect news for McLaughlin because it'll give him a bit more pace as they make their way to the braking area, and he'll try and thread down the inside if he can. you got McLaughlin on the inside. Waters pops back out the other side. Mostert steps across the line, and they're getting to a point where it's almost three wide on the run up towards nine and ten. What a fabulous race for the miners. Position the car perfectly. Three laps remain. Cam Waters is still on the podium at the moment. Now McLaughlin has a double dive down the inside into four. And remember that Waters has compromised at five. Got he gets a run down the inside, and this is going to give McLaughlin the run to the left-hander. Mostert tries to buy in here as well. So a gentle easing of the throttle by McLaughlin on the way out. They make contact. Oh, he contacted the third part on the right rear of that thing. Four of them in a block of supercars in the right-hander at eight. Now McLaughlin. 
know it's been a long, long time, and it's hard to distinguish between all the SMPs that we've been at. But um, so <laughs> that was just to put it into context for anyone that doesn't remember. Um, that was the the race that Nick Perkat won, um, beat Jamie Wincup, and mm. it was just a battle, as uh, Crompo said, for the miners between Scotty Mack, Chaz Mostert, David Reynolds, and Cam Waters. And it was our return to racing after a big break mm. from memory. We 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 were coming out of. Um, Doing a lot of online racing, Stevie J. Correct. So it was, it was exactly. It was just great to have the guys back on track. First race in about thirty odd that I think someone outside Triple Eight and DJR had actually won. And how how good was the racing though? Like the SMP is notoriously not that great for putting up um, really close battles like that, you know. But um, mainly because of how hard it is on the tyres. But because that race and the way that it went. There was multiple different strategies within that race, hence the reason why the racing was unbelievable with mm. different tyre deg and different cars and pe- people pitting for four tyres, people pitting for only two, and it just made the racing so interesting. Mm. And uh, well, hence the reason why Perkett won it. He, he sacrificed earlier races that weekend to have a good set of tyres for the end, which I, I guess... I wasn't a fan of. Remember, I, know, I, I know you're not I've a fan of I've got to go on record and say that I hated that type of racing. I know you're not a fan of it, no. but um, you know, overall if you put the results for Perkett together for all three races, yeah, sure. He wasn't he didn't mm. come out of the those three races as the leading point scorer, but he got a race win. You know, I mean it was it, it did mix it up. Was that the same weekend as mm. There was another first-time winner for that weekend. Oh, Jack LeBrock. Was it Jack LeBrock? I yeah. think, yeah. Jack was that LeBrock, the first time Jack LeBrock won that, nah, was that, that weekend? That was, that was the following weekend. Following weekend, yep. yeah. And I and I said it two years ago, Nimsy, that I just – the, the double – Todd Hazelwood almost won one that's that as right. well. The double compound thing, I just think it's cockamamie, and we haven't had it back. So I think that's a, that's a good thing. But I was just happy to go back to racing because if I had mm. to sit and talk about another online race <laughs> – <laughs> yeah, it was a bit. It was a bit Where, dire, wasn't it? Oh well, look, it was all we had because if you remember back at the start of COVID, boys, you couldn't. No one could. We weren't playing footy. We weren't playing soccer. And in fact, it was the impetus for us to go to our to our live show on a Wednesday because mm. we actually had something to talk about. So, uh, in many respects, it was good for us as a show to be able to do that. But boy, I was Stop. glad when we got back to on circuit stuff. Started <laughs> off great. It was really, really good. But I think towards the end of it, we're just like, no, no, we kind of missed the real stuff because the mm. first two weeks I remember was some of the best sort of. TV to watch because there was nothing, nothing really yeah, on. We, were hungry. Well, we, we hadn't had anything for a long time. Ratings yeah. went through the roof because it was the first real live sport. Yeah, it was the in Australia outside of horse racing. I think. Yeah, because you they, couldn't. They kept horse racing because you know you got to keep you got to keep the bets going and and because the betting industry running and because you couldn't really have like you know um, Jason Tamalolo or someone playing uh, a, uh, NRL. 2022 on Xbox. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, not really. And so no. it was. So Who's um, Jason Tumalat. I don't know. Someone for the Cowboys. Jeez. <laughs> oh right. Okay. Right. I don't know these things. <laughs> well, you just sounded very informative as as to who a, a rugby league player might be. Well, I don't know. Rugby league. Rugby, rugby <laughs> league. Uh, you see, I was trying to give you the in there. I was trying to give you the in there, Nimsy, to bring up our friend. Well, I was trying to, but the bloody button didn't work. <laughs> So uh, I'm going to have a word with our technical department. Righto. Uh, and then, you know, do some... Who are we kidding? I am the freaking technical department. Rugby. There we go. There he is. <laughs> have a good hard word to yourself there, Nimsy, if you want to talk technical. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was our race rewind. Uh, keep your texts coming through. 0433 98 You're listening to The Driver's Seat. We'll be back with more right after this. 
This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Now, this one in, uh, dropped this morning. Saw it on uh, the old socials and it caught me off mm. guard. Uh, there's a brand new Erebus doco that's coming out. I know what you're thinking. We've already seen the inside line, mate. What are you talking about? <laughs> Calm down, all right? Just we settle. have to give that character a name because <laughs> he's often, especially around Nick Perkett and contracts, he was very vocal. Yeah. Well, what did he say? What was he? What was, what was he saying? He's re-signed. Yeah, that's what he said. Thought so. <laughs> we've, we've, I'll tell you what. We've got to give that character a name. I think it's too, next weekend. I'm going to be in Albury, so I really hope that uh, if if that is where said person lives, that he's not going to come out, uh, come <laughs> punch out have, in the head, come out and have a bit of fisticuffs from out the bended elbow. Um, that's something like a Mick would say, isn't it? That's a yeah, Mick. Yeah, a Mick or a Freddie, Freddie the fan. Freddie, nah, Mick, M- Mick from. Mick from Wodonga. <laughs> anyway, that's Wally from Wodonga. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Wally's story. But um, the, this Eris uh, Access All Areas mm. Doco looks pretty interesting. And the bit that caught me off guard is so it covers between 2020 and 2021. So it mm. starts at the Adelaide 500, uh, the start of 2020, and then wraps up at Bathurst last year. So. We've, wow, it's it's been on record that uh, a lot has happened for Erebus in the past uh, two years. <laughs> you think? <laughs> and jeez, uh, that that's and it's you know all access, nothing off limits. So this should be uh, a very interesting view because they even go into depth on the uh, Davy Reynolds uh, departure. Do you reckon they've done this because of how Barry Ryan was perceived on the nah. supercars? No, nah. one. I don't think they give a toss. No. You don't reckon? Nah, I don't think Barry gives a toss. I don't think Betty gives a toss mm. about how they're perceived. This is done because right now, uh, documentaries like this are money. They are entertaining and people love them. And it's all off the back of Drive to Survive, Formula One. 100%. Um, the participation, eyeballs, earballs, fan rate has gone through the roof of Formula One thanks to Drive to Survive. I've known people, people have come up to me oh, and we're about to start the fourth season of that. I think next week, by the way. Yeah. Um, and people that aren't motorsport fans are actually like, Oh mate, I love that F1. All Doco. the time. You That's know. what I was going to say, mate. All the time. Oh, I never watched Formula One, but I've been watching that. No, mm. I bloody love it. And my missus loves it. So when you look at WAU, WAU did it as well with their first year with Chazzy Mozzie. You can watch that. I think it's called Inside Line and you can Inside watch Line, that yep. on, uh, on KO. YouTube. If you KO, but you can watch it on YouTube as well. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so I, mate, these are money. This is what people want to see. When you've got a broadcast such as we have that is, and we've got to go back to one of the, the uh, texts earlier about being time certain. You know, we've only got a certain amount of time that we can bring to the fans, the racing, a little bit of background stuff, a colour piece here or there, and then we have to shove off to the news or to the next sport or whatever. When you do docos like this, Stevie J, um, they go behind the scenes. They pull back the curtain. Um, as Erebus have said, there's no holds bar in this one. It, it's going to be covering that awkward moment that happened with with Davy Reynolds, because um, that's a really long one, two years. That's a that's a big one. So, mm. and do you remember um, I, when we spoke to Barry as well? Because you know, yeah. and credit to Baz, he didn't back down from anything. It was, it was no, and the, as I said, doesn't give a toss. <laughs> and, and but like he was really honest, and he sort of said, you know, like at the end of the day, uh, you know, there was two people. Two parties yep. in that, and one party behaved like adults, and the other one didn't. And also, don't forget, Nimsy, that that I, I think 
this has been produced because it's money and it's great for the supporter base and it gets you a whole bunch of supporters. And and also AFL teams have done this, NRL teams have done this. It's just a new way of one of the new ways of which we take our sport on board. But when the, the when the documentary happened with Erebus the first time, where where Barry got absolutely smashed up, he had no editing, he had no creative license over the finished product. Yep, and he actually said to us, mate. You, you kind of got half of what went on, which is always what happens. You only ever get half. Don't forget it's entertaining. And so the editors get in the suite and they, they'll cut half the conversation out um, to make it more controversial and make him look... And to give it a narrative, to give characters. And to give it a narrative. Exactly right, Nimsy. By the sound of this one, it sounds like Erebus had the final say on what went to air and what doesn't go to air, which will give a much more balanced view of it. Might be boring. Who knows? But uh, I also think that's the way that one of the reasons that they may have done it is because whilst they don't give a toss necessarily what anyone thinks, I think they do want to make sure that what gets portrayed to the public by Erebus is true and factually correct. Now, and I, so they can control that narrative, as you said, Nimsy, by bringing their own product to the table. Now, I'm going to put this one out to Steve because, you know, you've been a top flight supercars driver. And it's funny, too, because you sort of go back and watch the old you know, supercars, life pieces and stuff like that. But on an average, you know, on an average round, how many cameras back in the day, Steve, do you reckon would have been on you? Um, what, sort of through the weekend? I mean, yeah, you probably. Yeah. From the minute that you get out of the transporter to the minute you pack it up. Oh, uh, like, you know, you could have half a dozen following you around, doing stuff, different, different. You know, it's not, it's not like Formula One where there's, you know, you've got Sky Sports and you've got all, you know, then you've got all, yeah, all the other different broadcasters countries. from different countries, mm. you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it is supercars media which which run it. So you might not have the same guy behind the camera lens, but there might be eight cameras up and down pit lane and they keep running back and forth. And you'll you'll have a camera shoved in your, in your face between Friday, between Thursday and Sunday, probably 15 times, mm-hmm. you know, maybe more, depending on who you are. So if you... If you if you're doing well, thirty times. If you're not doing well, five times. You know, maybe <laughs> if you're lucky, or you, you go search, act, or you go searching for one, yeah, one or the you, other. You've got to act like a camera and a microphone are on you at all times. Yep, absolutely. Until you get in your hotel room, that the the world of a top flight sports person is you are on show, buddy boy. From the moment you walk out that hotel room to the moment you walk back into it, um, and uh, I, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't want that. In fact, we've just had a, a, a text message come in. Uh, from number nine at nine five. Make sure you put your number on it. Make sure you put your name on it too so we can credit you with it. The best thing about sports docos is that they are cheap to make and have sensationalism and drama involved. A bit like the Real Housewives in Melbourne. <laughs> I, I think the Real Housewives of Melbourne. I think that's a little stretchy. The old Housewives of Melbourne oh, and the Erebus I've never Doco. even watched that. Have you never watched it? No. I've seen some of the overseas ones, like yeah. the, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah. And, jeez, uh, you watch them. They're a... an interesting bunch. Oh, my God. I, uh, I must say that I was part of a group that entertained them at the Formula One Grand Prix uh, years and years and years ago. Yep. I was a Mercedes instructor. Yep. And they were they we were wheeled out to, like, train monkeys to entertain the Housewives. Really? And, yes. It was... Um, not one of the highlights of my <laughs> career, let me tell you. <laughs> Would you put it uh, put it down as uh, how do they say it? 
an interesting experience. Oh, it was a very interesting experience. I bet it would have been a different experience if it was the Playboy bunnies that you had to entertain. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, it was, uh, yes, I think they were quite happy to be entertained by AMG instructors. And um, let's just say that their familiarity was way beyond what I would have expected. <laughs> right. Hmm. Good time to go. I'll, put it, I'll put it that way. <laughs> and uh, before we go to a break, Lee has named our uh, our vivacious he has. motorsport character Barry Bozo. <laughs> Barry Bozo. <laughs> <laughs> and what and what did Barry Bozo happen to say when Nick Percat was contracts was up for discussion? He's re-signed. There we go. Good on you, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the input, Baz. Um, <laughs> this is the driver's seat. That's I'm going to refer back to Barry a number of times this year. <laughs> what would Barry say about this, Nimsy? <laughs> well, we'll be back with more of the driver's seat right after this. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Oh, you can tell we're at segment seven of the show. Um, <laughs> that was that 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 was. You didn't even have time seconds. to say. Oh, yes. five seconds, guys. That was literally two seconds, and then the yeah, okay. In that was you... that was as that was as low as you've dared pull the parachute there, Nimsy. That's like a hundred feet from the ground. That one. I'm just. I'm just. Oh, that would make a mess, wouldn't it? I just oh, noticed it yeah. in the corner of her ear, of like. Ah. That's uh, that's the credit that's going to air. Right? That's two oh my seconds. God, it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, Barry sounded like he was back. Barry Bozo. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, um, as as always, uh, both Steve and Matt. I apologise, Matthew. My apologies. Um, but oh. anyway, <laughs> now you're forgiven. Let's get to uh, this week's racing because we did talk about the supercars, but our very own Stephen Johnson will be back in the XD, the 19-car field of uh, supercars. will be taken to SMP for round one of the 2022 Gulf Western Oil Touring Car Master Series. And, uh, Stevie, uh, do you have the uh, the butterflies in the old tummy? Um, I do a little bit, yeah. But, you know, it's going to be, I, th- I believe there's going to be a bit of precipitation around. So is uh, what it is. The, the wet weather ends up uh, equaling everything up. So we'll, hmm. we'll just see where it ends up. You know, we'll uh, go out and have a bit of fun and uh, try to bring the beast home with all four corners on it this time, rather than Bathurst when we had that tyre failure and it tore half the front end out of it. So um, hey, uh, I, don't like re- SM- I don't like repairing it, <laughs> Nimsy. It, it's it's a it's a heartbreak when you see those those any of those TCM cars get damaged. Mm. SMP, some happy hunting grounds for the XD though. Well, we did win our last race there, didn't we? So, um, but it was probably more good management from this old grey-headed bloke than it was actual pace. Cat-like reactions yeah. from Stevie J. That's exactly right. <laughs> Off the start, P7 to P1 in two corners. <laughs> but, but yeah, we just – we I sacri- almost did a, a percat or, a, you know, as we spoke earlier, a Jack LeBrock from 2020. I did a bit of tyre shuffling and, and sacrificed my race two and finished seventh. Um, to have two good tyres for race three where everybody else had used theirs, and that's why I was able to come through. So it was a bit of strategy play there as well. Yeah, good-looking look, good cars on the field. Did you see John Bauer's new one? Well, then the, the yeah, Tirana's got a new, uh, bit of a facelift. Uh, rare Spares stepping up. Rare Spares, Painter Dixon, yep. obviously. and uh, one. Yeah, and, and it actually looks a little like, like an old HRT yep. car. Like, oh, Holden, Holden, Holden dealer team, yeah. um, Tirana. Spec back in the day. What was that? Late seventies, Matty? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Early eighties. Yep. Late seventies, early eighties. I just like some of the names that you're gonna be 
running against. I mean, you know, Ryan Hansford's back. He's always quick. Yep. Uh, Andrew Fisher's back. John Bow, of course. Jared McLeod bringing the, um, uh, bringing the Commodore back. Marcus Sikanovic, he's always a bit loose. Uh, Warren Truen, who I've raced against a few times. He's stepping out of TA2 and coming across to, to you guys. So it's going to be a good field. Leo Tobin, and, did you say Leo Tobin? He's uh, back. I think Leo Tobin. Le- yeah, Leo Tobin's back Leo in the Tobin's Mustang. back, which is good. That was the car that he, obviously he owns it, but mm. Aaron Seaton was racing for a little while mm. there. And I and uh, we I know that they'll be racing on in my house this weekend because gorgeous George Medici or Medici is, is driving. And any time that gorgeous George jumps in front of a camera, you will find Mrs. Mack at the television. I can't believe I'm looking. not her favourite. Well, you are her favourite. You're like family, though. Yeah. She doesn't want to be looking at George like family. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell a very embarrassing story. We were at Bathurst a couple of years ago. Uh, in a pub, and George walked out, and George and I have known each other for many, many years, and uh, uh, Mrs. Mack was on my arm, and she said, oh, hi, George. And George <laughs> leant down and gave her a kiss on the cheek, and she was flummoxed. Flummoxed. She was all blushy and flummoxed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mrs. Mack. I'm just having a look at it uh, on the Google Images. Good head of hair on Georgie, yeah? Yes. Oh yeah, good good head of hair because because his father Andrew Same made Medici. him in five minutes when he got home. <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot. Uh, he is of course the son of Andrew Medici or Mad Andy, uh, as we know him. He struggles in the follicle department. I think does Mad Andy. Yeah, but he's, George he's does definitely more my not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, George does definitely not. And uh, seriously, good driver and also good bloke. Great bloke, and in the off-season announced that he is going to be racing in the six-hour with uh, Marcus Ambrose in a Mustang. Yeah. So uh, that's going to be fabulous too. So, yes, gorgeous George back in a in a uh, Camaro. Camaro that his father drove for White Line Racing. So that'll be good to watch. Yeah, it should be, be good to watch. Should be a great weekend there. But, yeah, you can check out around one. Especially of- in the wet. <laughs> you blokes in the wet. There's this fine line between... I really want to win. I've got way too much horsepower, not enough tyre, and not enough money to fix it if I bend it. So <laughs> that we'll just what balance. Yes. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, round one of TCM will be uh, at the Barry Pear Sydney Super Night. You'll have three series races and a trophy race. So uh, we look forward to it. And good luck uh, this weekend, Stevie. Thank you, mate. I'm sure we'll, Thank all, you, mate. we'll, we'll, uh, we'll be right. We've got double duties this weekend with TCM, and I'm also – the driving standards advisor for Toyota 86. So it's going to be very interesting. Oh. How many 86s have you got? About a billion. <laughs> yeah, I know. Jeez. <laughs> they breed like rabbits, they're, don't they? They're like yeah. the, the they national are. series of Hyundai XLs. They're mm. everywhere. They're everywhere. <laughs> um, so it's going to be interesting. And I think there's just under 40 cars, but there's only spots at round two or from round two onwards for 32 cars. So mm. literally... Watch the race between 32 and 36. <laughs> it's going to be insane. Barnstormer. Barnstormer. Because I tell you, at 32 to 36, you're driving pretty well. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. It'll be a destruction derby. Oh, if you're down the back there, that'll be ace fun. Oh, <laughs> might, be, it might, I, be, might be a bit of work for drive through Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I only actually do DSA work in the top. 15, and then after that, it's all, <laughs> sort yourselves it's out, all, hands, all hands on deck for yourself. I just Drive picture, through Johnson makes a comeback. We haven't seen him. I just picture year, Steve, yeah. like, you know, opening the window going, You guys right? <laughs> okay. See you, fellas. Don't worry. Just, just get 
Get off the track before the... Yep, thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Just give each other a five-second penalty. I've got to go. <laughs> no, no, my, the trophy race is next. No, you must be right. <laughs> but, uh, this is the driver's seat. We'll be back to wrap it all up right after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota together. We are shaping and building Australia. I can tell you, ladies and gentlemen, if the microphone was on about five seconds ago, Nims Azor would not be joining us next week. Oh, and yeah. he'll be in the radio industry full stop. I think I'd be here on my own. <laughs> yeah, you be, well, yeah. yeah, but we've been thinking that you were gonna, I was going to be sacked for the last six years. And it never <laughs> happens. Um, uh, get in touch, 04338 <laughs> Uh Thanks for joining us tonight on the driver's seat. Big thank you to Shane Van Gisbergen and, and Scotty McLaughlin for giving us uh, both their, so much of their time. But uh, now, this is something that popped up today, and you've just in, like pointed out to me, Matty, that mm. I've watched on the old social media. Scott Pye has changed his name from uh, Scott Pye to Scott Pizza, and he said, you might have noticed my name's not Pye anymore, it's Pizza, because yes. uh, there's a new partnership with uh, Pizza Hut and Supercars. There is. My little mate Craig Dontis and his commercial team at Supercars have gone and ripped one out of Brad Jones and and uh, they've become now the official quick service fast, restaurant. There, there is a quick service. I was going to say fast food, but no. quick service restaurant is the official scientific Not term. fast food. It's good food no. fast. It's good food it, quickly. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so quick service restaurant for Supercars and some clever commercial boffin and or creative uh, has cottoned onto the fact that one of our drivers has pie in his as his surname so he's the if you jump on to scott pizza now you will see that scott pie has changed from pie to, to pizza. pizza so that's a uh that's a clever little commercial creative and his favorite is a barbecue meat lovers apparently so good effort which there. you can't you can't look you can't have but i'm i'm good for a meat lovers but you gotta have tomato sauce not barbecue sauce. yeah really? I think i'm a barbecue sauce i think ba- barbecue, barbecue sauce, sauce is heinous but well, what, anyway. what's your thoughts on an aussie pizza then uh with an egg yeah negative not a no fan. good nah what about a seafood pizza nah. oh geez no nah, no nah. if you bring if you t- if you leave anchovies in the ocean is all i'm saying what about prawns? don't you put them on go, a pizza can't go around with no. a bit of prawn on pizza ah uh, no nah. No, I'm not you. I'm not. I'm not any of that. No good. <laughs> nah. Are nah. you just? A, are, you, are you a like a standard sort of pepperoni? Like a, I'll like tell a you what. I, I don't. A... I don't do plugs for restaurants or any of that sort of stuff. But I did used to live in Elwood in Victoria. Oh yeah. And the best pizza I believe in around that area is baked in Elwood. They just do. If you go and do a baked special. Oh, I'd fly to Melbourne for one right now. Is all I'll say to you. <laughs> So baked in Elwood. Make sure you get around that. So, uh, yeah, yeah. If you if you're on your way back from the A League game, uh, get amongst it. <laughs> <laughs> they would be already asleep, wouldn't they? Oh, either that or at bail. Um, <laughs> and, oh, and just remember, folks, if you are a fan of the A League, make sure you send any correspondence uh, courtesy of Amin Azor and or Steve Johnson. Right. I've not made one crack. At A Lake. Address it to Not the, one. the general manager, Keroff, Sports Entertainment Network, uh, South Bank, Victoria. Uh, stamped off a stamped self address on the Just while we're on the topic of uh, Scotty Pie, yeah. new livery. Now, we did talk about this, didn't we, gents? Mm. Last week in the Burson Update, we talked about the fact that when interviewed, well, his car, Scott well, Pie, was, well, it was black at testing, was, was totally naked. There was nothing on it. And then when he was interviewed, he was not wearing his DeWalt 
race suit. And we made mention that if you were considering continuing on with, or DeWalt was continuing on, you would at least run a DeWalt hat or mm. something like yeah. that. But he was in a Team mm. 18 uh, race suit. And then uh, correspondingly, yeah, <laughs> correspondingly in the last, uh, I think, 72 odd hours, they've released Seiko Racing, mm. as in you watch. As in the watch on your wrist. They've been, they've been uh, a partner on them mm. for a while now. So they've obviously stepped up or they're well, doing hang a... on. With Seiko, on it, or was it Pulsar? Pulsar. Actually, no, I Pulsar think you're right. It was Pulsar. Pulsar. I think it might have been Pulsar, ladies and gentlemen. But the Seiko brand is now uh, producing a supercar's watch. Mm. They're also on Frosty's lights. Seiko is? Yeah. Yeah. I reckon it was Pulsar. So no, I you were right with Pulsar because remember they had I was, the big yes, the Seiko clock is, at, the, at the start of pit lane. They did the big what? The big uh, little clock thingy. The watch right, okay. thingy. Yeah. Just wanted to check what you said there, clock. <laughs> uh, and yes, yeah, so I think I think Pulsar is gone. A big one of those at pit lane, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Some would say maybe even Team Eight. Well, I was, was going to say the Team Eight. It's perfect. <laughs> Well, it sounds like, like, oh, it, it, like, like it, it sounds like him to throw someone under the bus and get somebody else. That's their opposition. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's keep talking, Steve. I'm just going to turn the mic off and let you run. It's a good enough time to wrap up here at the driver's seat. A big thank you to everyone that jumped on board. We'll be back. Enjoy SMP, Steve. Good luck at TCM round one. Thank you, mate. Thank you, boys. And oh, I can't wait till we get back next week. We'll be back same time on the driver's seat. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.